Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Team Hive Mind podcast. I'm your host James Denton and today is a bit of a different one. I'm doing a solo recording, so different experience talking to myself. Um, but again, if you wish to sort of join us for any Team Hive Mind events, join our Discord, which again has sort of seen a recent uplift and thank you to anyone that's joined as a result of hearing this. Um, or sort of come and hang out with us on the Team Hive Mind Facebook page. Uh, please look at the episode description and you'll be able to find out information for all those there. Um, and you can support us via the um, Element Games affiliate link as well. Uh, today, I'm sort of going to talk through the things that were released over Christmas, as well as um, the upcoming Nottingham Super Major that I will be attending alongside some other uh, members of Team Highmind, um, who are two are taking World Eaters and one is taking... Uh, Dark Angels, so and I, as we'll sort of talk about shortly, taking Drakari, uh, which you know, strange enough, leads into the hobby progress. So, um, most of what I've done recently um, is over Christmas. I've got some new paint brushes, which uh, the wife kindly got me, which is very helpful. Um, I also ordered some assault intercessors with jump packs for when I do sort of head back to Space Wolves or just play around with those which is likely to be an upcoming doubles event that gothic games canterbury is running on the 10th of february so quite looking forward to that taking someone to their first tournament that is a doubles um they've done a few of ours but you know no experience with them always fun to play doubles because it's something i take a bit more casually than maybe uh other events because it's just a bit of a laugh uh although strangely it does give you ICC points, which I always find a bit bit odd, but that's, you know, by the by. So, main thing I've done is um, been really organised and managed to get my entire Dracari list painted, ready for uh, Nottingham already, and this is being recorded on Monday the 8th, so full four days before the actual event it's actually already packed it's already been unpacked twice to check that i haven't forgotten a model having recently gone to an event and forgetting my fugon on the first gt day uh, luckily could go home and get it for the second day but you know trying to learn that lesson testing that it fits on the tray because that's always good fun an event trying to fit your models onto a tray so you can move from table to table especially uh larger size events the uh nottingham gt is a 341 people currently there's already been a drop um no idea why but that's uh obviously a sizable number of people it's quite close ranks so um normally it's why i'd like taking imperial knights to events like that because you've got eight models that it's much easier to transport from table to table but i wanted to do something different so managed to finish up painting those which was nice to get a few more of them done even though some of it was a bit repetitive where it's you know the squad uh units whereby painting cabalites particularly from ninth edition when was previously playing them and uh, war gear cost points i didn't have all of the weapon options available so they're like the splinter cap and cannons and the shredders weren't normally something that was worth the value for um, the squad. So they're ones that I had to piece together from diving into a million pieces of uh, bits from the bits box. And also organising the scourges, getting those painted. Um, I did 3D print the Dark Lances because it's ridiculous trying to organize those squads where you get one dark lot in a box so effectively in theory without buying bits you'd have to buy like 12 boxes <laughs> i don't know 
four boxes yeah three so yeah 12 boxes you literally need to buy 12 full boxes of scourges just to get 12 dark lances so um don't get me wrong i'm glad that it hasn't gone the way of a lot of things where it's what's in the box is all you can have because that would end up making uh, scourges a really uh, wonky squad in terms of having one of each heavy weapon so i'm slightly glad that hasn't happened um also managed to finish off my second beast pack um so i'm uh, looking forward to that so uh luckily um before uh, nottingham there was christmas which was you know again there was a lot of things that came out either sort of releases or otherwise um so the main thing that sort of 40k related per se i would say um is the kill team salvation box went on to pre-order and obviously uh, caused the games workshop website to crash multiple times in terms of trying to load it and everyone wanting to get it because again it's a limited release um nice that it's two-week pre-order not sure how easy people found it with actually getting hold of their um, own miniatures um or own set sorry because again it is tricky because it is so um short uh well short of stock always seems to be the way um so that was that was you know the first thing for me again worked out really well because i want the scouts because i have space walls and then also for eldar wanted the new scorpions even though i already have 20 i think uh just because i like to have the newer looking models getting away from fine cast i think is Every player for whatever faction you run is to not have um, any fun cast models. I suppose it's one of the advantages of being a League of Votan player, probably, is the fact that um, there are no metal models, there are no uh, fine cast models because they don't actually exist uh, because the army is so new. And I guess similarly for World Eaters as well, it's probably quite a nice thing knowing that everything is in plastic. Uh, which leads me on to the uh, old world, which was also, you know, gone on to pre-order now. Obviously, it was quite a quick, sudden thing, really. It was, you know, pre-order coming soon, and then, boom, here are two boxes, the Bretonians and the other one that I completely forget. Oh, the um, Tomb Kings. So that's the two, obviously, full army boxes. They're quite, you know, were, when they're revealed, it's great. It's 1,200. 1,250 points. Excellent. Uh, the big thing that obviously has been a huge um, debate from, you know, people even on Discord, uh, you know, personal Facebook groups, and then generally Facebook has been the fact that it's a lot of metal models, which is what people weren't expecting. Uh, it, again, for people nostalgia-wise, it's great because you get the original models, you know, it's bringing it back to being, you know, old world being fantasy. It's the, the rebirth of something that has this huge uh, part of you know people grow- growing up, people's childhood, something that people hated the fact that end times occurred and we don't talk about end times because it was apparently dreadful. Um, I missed out on most of fantasy as a kid because couldn't afford <laughs> the different factions and moved away from Warhammer before I got the opportunity to have money to buy it. Um, so I always watched from afar, looked at things like Skaven, and I loved the models. Um, I was always interested in them, but didn't know anyone that played it whilst I was involved in Warhammer as a child and not really came round to it. So, yeah, it's slightly odd as well that there's no timeline for 
when the other army boxes are coming. So I don't know whether it's going to cause a lot of 3D printing because all the rules are coming out for the armies, which which is slightly bizarre that you can get the rules, but you can't buy the models. So it's great if you have those, but for people that were interested, it's a bit tricky to then get involved unless you want to play one of the two armies that are released. Um, so I found that a bit, a bit disjointed really for me because I was quite looking forward to possibly doing Wood Elves. Uh, the other thing that then made me sad, as I mentioned, obviously loved the look of Skaven and it was sort of teased that maybe the story would move towards a point eventually, narrative-wise, that other armies might appear. But now they've sort of officially confirmed that, no, there is a whole load of legacy armies that will never, ever reappear. And you can't get... They won't release any models. And that was a bit disheartening because there was quite a few armies that looked cool. You, you know, Dark Elves, I love Drakari. So, you know, they, they sort of mirror each other there. Skaven. Um, even the, the one that is obviously baffling um is the 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 demons like it was just so iconic to fancy you can't have chaos demons which from the looking at the law side of thing it's set before that all became a thing so it makes sense from that point of view however feels a bit missing and then there's obviously the big debate around metal models i have quite a few metal models because you know eldar they don't <laughs> half half their models are still fine cast and um resin anyway sorry fine cast and metal so i've got baroth fugan all the phoenix lords that aren't morgan and jane's are that are still in metal um from the original releases i still have an eldred ulthane somewhere as several warlocks from when i collected as a child that are still in metal i hate them passionately i hate painting them i hate working with them Baharoth's wings constantly fall off um, just all the time. It's really annoying. So that, for me, is a real downside to the actual release of Old World because I would much rather, even if it was the same sculpts, why couldn't they have been transferred to plastic? Again, it could be multiple reasons, really, I guess, because you've got production maybe it's too expensive uh, to start a whole new plastic line whereby it's you know is it going to be cost effective is it worth it from a company point of view probably not because they don't, it's not a tried and tested thing is it just going to be hobbyists that are going to do it i think this in itself is probably going to lead to a lot more people getting um 3d prints doing things themselves resin printing at home which obviously is getting more and more popular as time goes on it's really easy for people to access now it's relatively cheap main issue is obviously safety and storage um if you are looking at resin printing i recommend doing a significant amount of research because it is it's relatively plug and play it's you know it it works generally and it prints models it's then everything else around it it's the temperature control for making sure the resin's okay for actually printing it's the uh, actual transferring of resin to and from the container the handling of the material once it's printed the curing the washing um the storage um the actual fumes that are given off it, it's yeah it's another whole hobby in itself um that is a hell of a rabbit hole that generally people get a printer and they print everything. They print everything they can because it's, you know, it's new and it's fun. It's great. It's good for testing, but it is definitely worth researching. There are probably a whole host of models already that can be either proxied or have 
similar aspects to um, certain other models. Um, it has allowed me to get another squad of mandrakes because I had uh, found a sculpt that was very similar. Um, because when I went to look on eBay to get a third squad, it was a hundred pound for a set of fine cast models. So twenty pound mandrake for a very very tiny model felt a little bit silly. So I three uh, D printed them myself um, because I you know didn't really have an option. Um, I, and they look similar to what I already have, and I didn't want it to look really out of keeping with the rest of the models I already have. Um, just from an aesthetic point of view, slight OCD point of view of it, you know, consistency and looking the same. So, yeah, that that for me is a, a bit of a downside to old world, as well as the availability, because um, Element Games put out a message about the fact that they weren't selling them online because they didn't get any stock so there was you know they're being they're out of stock really quickly there's already issues with supply of armies so for people wanting to get into the game they can't actually access the product which obviously possibly harms the the return of old world or the return of fantasy because you can't actually access the game how you meant to play it if you can't get hold of the models um however Having looked at, um, because there's now quite a few battle reports on uh, YouTube um, from different places that are, you know, showcasing the game from Scardcast, um, Scarry's got one up, Tabletop Tactics, several of the others are slowly starting to get them out as if they haven't obviously got original armies, they've got to sort of sort them out, I guess. But um, it looks really fun. Um, it looks very different. It looks straightforward. It looks utterly chaotic, which is amazing. Um, I'm really interested from a competitive point of view um how well it transfers to competitive because again aspects like templates and randomness of sort of um the you know if if, uh, there's a misfire in terms of the landing of where the template ends up you hit your own men it's really hard to account for that from a competitive point of view um so is it a game that is going to be relatively easy in terms of winning consistently or is it going to be something that is more a bit of fun i don't know um i know that gothic games canterbury is already organizing an event in march i think it's the ninth but don't quote me on that so you know it, you know, worth looking into if it's something you're interested in. It's only a twelve fifty points event, so helpful for people that are new and wanting to look into having a go. So definitely a way to learn. I might see if I can pop down just to learn a bit more personally. Um, we had the the joy of a cat having a um, hernia, a diaphragmatic hernia, over Christmas. That cost six thousand pounds. So that kibbutzed any plans to. Uh, to play old world personally unless i 3d print an army which to be honest i can't really be bothered to do in that volume because it's a lot of work and a lot of effort um it's a lot of cleaning and yeah yeah um so i don't do it generally um so um I, I really look forward to hopefully finding someone that has an army but locally the club we go to i'm sure a lot of people have one and actually just getting to experience the game 
So we then have the also the reveal for Dark Angels, which uh, Matt from Team Hydemind is really excited about. So is Marco as well, um, and is uh, Henry um, also, um, because they're Dark Angels players and they're really looking liking the look of the the Risen Guard. I think they're called. Um, the models look really good. Uh, Belial the I don't know what his role is, but uh, Blau's model his look is really cool. So there's some already new sculpts, which is good to see. It gives him a bit of faith for um, Space Wolves because you've also got the Deathwing Knights. They've got new models. There's some slight changes, it looks like. Matt's worried that the Command Squad has been killed off and that won't be in the new book, which again is quite an iconic unit for Dark Angels. So that's quite a big shift in itself there. So it's going to be interesting as well to see how many detachments Dark Angels get because if Dark Angels get three detachments in their book that gives them a total of ten um, including the ones from the Space Marine Codex does that create a balance issue because they have more access to more options than other armies do which especially the index ones only have one Um, so that will be interesting to see how that stacks up I assume they'll retain access to the Space Marine detachments because it would be strange to remove them when they are part and parcel um, when they currently have access, I guess. Um, I'm slightly sad because there's still no data slate available. There's no (laughs) changes for Nottingham. I was quite hoping just for something a bit different, a bit of a shift. There's obviously the new Necrons book, to a lesser extent the new Admech book that has provided bit of a difference in the meta which i'm going to go through in a minute of what things actually look like so i was hoping for just something to tone down things like wraith guard night spinners chosen just to give a bit more variety i guess in certain lists and builds although um as having looked through nottingham lists for uh, the GT, aside from Necrons, um, which aside from there being an abundance and it being three Catans and 12 to 18 race, quite a lot of the armies quite varied, which is great to see. There's uh, two Tyranid lists. One is just all monsters and the other one is a million little Griblies, um, which is going to be hellishly fun to try and fight through um, something in the realms of 150 to 180 little guys because uh, they've got squads of 20 gargles, 10 gargles, the termagants and termagaunts, whichever ones which, I always get them wrong. Um, so there's a whole host of things to try and shoot before it just, you know, tar pits you into your deployment zone. Um, the other thing that's been sort of doing the rounds are some apparent leaks for points for the data slate, which um, people have... Uh, looked at and some people are hopeful the custode one is uh, looks more like a christmas wish list because everything got a points drop uh which again custodes do need some balancing in terms of making them more viable to bring their apparent win rate up uh, i don't think it's going to be quite to the extent that that points uh, leak said and then there's some strange choices so there's the um sisters ones where you've got the arcoflagellants who are in pretty much every single sisters list um at least 10 if not 30 and some that apparently stayed the same but repenture went up in points even though no one uses them so uh, uh, john lennon 
um, on a, one of the discords um, that he's in sort of basically said, and also on Reddit, I believe it was originally that it's very unlikely that they're true. There's been a few uh, images as well that showcase uh, formatting shifts. So in terms of the positioning of where numbers are to where they are, the, there's a few more pixel gap in between. So people are saying that shows that it's just someone's overwritten it with an image um, sort of pasted a bit of, on top of it to replace it to sort of guess uh, spark debate I guess at least it's got people talking about it but um, also just to give people hope or just to wind people up I guess um, but hopefully you know all things point to it being the 18th to the 25th of January so basically not involved in LVO and that I think is a lesson learned from last year because of it being dropped on the 5th of January uh, last year which then meant that Nottingham basically had to make a decision as to whether to include it or not because obviously it was a bit of a curveball the um, week it was a few days before the rules cut off so it was Thursday so it was like three days before the rules cut off for Nottingham so obviously that was a bit of a curveball there um, so they stayed with the pre-data slate you then had the weird scenario where you had uh, people using archivoman missions but not the data slate and then people using the data slate but not archivoman and all sort of weird things happening in between um, but then also you had lvo which was at the end of january or the beginning of feb whenever it was um, that did not use the data slate which obviously made watching it a little bit frustrating because it was a dead meta it had already passed it had already been so it was it was less interesting to actually sort of look at because it was like oh it, it, you know the, this build is stupidly broken i can't remember what it was now and um well, that's no longer relevant i don't need to know how to beat that or how it functions um from a competitive point of view because it doesn't exist anymore so i'm i'm both glad and sad because i would have just wanted something new for Nottingham. Um, not, not you know, Drakari suddenly 100% win rate. Um, I wouldn't mind a points change for Drakari, uh, slightly, um, but just something so there's a bit of more um, variance and a bit of bit of new, so a bit of the unknown, because I always love that um, first event that's really close to uh, either a data slate, uh, points changes, whatever it is, because you go and there's that unknown, the list get revealed, and there's things to look at that are new, and it, you know, you have to think carefully about how your army's going to function as opposed to just knowing, you know, I open a Chaos Space Marine list, and if I don't see Chosen, hellishly surprising. Um, if there's less than three Chaos Laws, um, very surprising. So it's just that for me is what I want. Um, to see so i'm hoping for that doubles event i said that i'm going to there'll be the data slate because be even more random chaos with two 1k lists that are unrelated um similarly i loved the gt we run at the start of 10th just because it was utter randomness on lists there was very early into the edition there was very little preparation time people had there was very few events prior to even r1 that we did i think there was like two or three so there wasn't a, a developed meta uh, we also were very lucky that we didn't just have uh wraith night spam which was obviously what plagued the beginning of the edition so 
we had our own weird little meta where we had also the three sisters players um, bucking the trend and causing a 6% win rate for that weekend. Um, which obviously made a bit of a, a weird statistic in the UK stats. So in terms of Nottingham itself, which is uh, starting on Saturday uh, the 12th, I'm, I'm going and I still have no idea what day of the week. The 13th, it's on the 13th, I leave on the Friday. Um, so that's uh, Super Major, it's five rounds unless obviously you do particularly well and then you might have to do, might be lucky enough to do seven. So the faction that is most represented um, just under 10% is Necrons with 33 out of the 341 players followed by Eldari with 32 Space Marines which again have combined uh, including anyone that's listed as Ultramarines Iron Hands or anything that is not a supplement one then also they have 25 players World Eaters is the next one that is unsurprising um anthony vanilla from art of war has obviously been doing a lot of work with world eaters um there is actually uh, according to kieran and sam two of the people playing world eaters at um, nottingham that are from team hive mind there is actually some variation and um, the one that really surprised me is manny chima who is running world eaters it's not just 120 jackals and friends so it's more of a standard list which given his penchant for spamming units uh to target everyone um i was quite surprised um that it was a more normal <laughs> expected list or okay, yeah surprised and then disappointed because it's always interesting to see what wacky nonsense he he pulls out the bag really um so we then also have uh quite high up as well as csm and tyranids both have 19 players um which again I was I was expecting slightly more Chaos Space Marines given their popularity and their general success at the moment. Um, they they tend to do quite well. Tyranids I was quite surprised to be quite so high. Um, and again, their lists because I've mostly looked at Tyranids because I was curious. Um, they are quite quite highly varied, as I said, from the the huge monster mash to you know whoops all infantry except for there's a fair consistency of X screens and unsurprisingly the biovores with the hey spore mines can do actions for no apparent reason <sighs> annoyingly um we then have death card again also um i think as a result of sorry you have um what's his uh, Liam VSL sorry who won um LGT he has obviously made them quite popular post world uh the world championships of warhammer where he took death garden unsurprisingly because of the skill level of the player did particularly well he uh has obviously garnered their popularity a lot of the lists are quite heavily focused on plague marines because of the efficiency of those particularly with the characters giving fight first and the free grenade strat i believe and also rhinos are great for cool you have indirect we don't care which um aside from play burst crawlers there and night spinners there does seem to have been a bit of a drop in the amount of indirect platforms that seem to be everywhere um, i haven't looked at all the lists obviously basically every single eldari list has night spinners because why wouldn't you if you're running eldari um makes the art is too efficient 
we then have 15 Orcs players, 14 Dark Angels, 14 Guard. You have Nassim back on the Guard. And I also believe David Gaylard is also um, back on the Guard as Oh, no, he's not. He's back to Necron, sorry. So he's one that's obviously going to probably do fairly well. Um, he is one that's running something slightly different and is only running one Catan, not three. Uh, so that's nice. Um, and he's running traditional Awakened Dynasty, so that's quite interesting. Um, but yeah, so you then have Nassim on guard. He has Manticores with that indirect. Uh, as well as 13 other players. Custodes are way higher than I expected with 13 players, but I guess there's always that consistent base uh, for them. Chaos Knights also at 13. Again, not surprised at there being a fair amount, but we're down to into like 3% of the meta, so that's relevant. Tau, which originally I thought there was zero when I did a quick find on the BCP lists. I forgot to put an apostrophe, so I thought there was zero Tau, and I was quite happy. Um, Although they're good for that, taking bring it down as a fixed secondary. Uh, we then have 11 Blood Angels, 11 Votan, 10 Grey Knights, 10 Sisters, which surprised me. I was expecting there to be a slightly higher number of players of Sisters, but again, they're not always, I guess, as high because they are more of a niche army. Uh, Thousand Sons massively dropped off down to 10 players as well. Black Templars. After their very much high win rate before Christmas, there's a lot less players of Black Templars. There's only eight. Admech Demons are only seven. Drakari is six. They actually have. <laughs> They're not the least represented faction. Space Walls at five as well. I was quite surprised. Um, I was expecting to see a few more Stormlance uh, Space Wolf lists um, in terms of actually them appearing, but... Um, I think part of the issue is moving the Thunderwolf cavalry around the table can be quite tricky and quite tiring, um, especially if you have um, Logan Grimnar because he has his massive sled. Um, however, the first list I opened that is Space Wolves has um, the full 18 plus characters, um, so 21, 22, 23. Um, <laughs> Thunderwolf, um, including special characters. So, you know, it's obviously going to be an interesting one because uh, it's a really weird build because of the fact that it's so easy to block them because they are mounted and they have 60 mil bases. So it, it, I was contemplating, this is the other thing I was going to take, was going to be triple or double. Um, I think my list at the moment is with the Thunderwolf Cav, I just, after playing a few games on uh, TTS, I found it just an utter chore to move that many big bases, especially around buildings and everything else, that I thought taking 100 models would be far more fun um, in the Drakari. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, there's only, only one that... Um, is taking 18 the rest are sort of either one small squad or two medium-sized squads which is interesting it's good that there's a bit of difference one thing that is quite surprising is that someone has in their list got Logan Grimnar on foot I think might they might not have realized they've done um because I don't know what unit they're going to put him with uh, because 
as far as I'm aware, he's in Terminator armor, which means he can't actually go um, in um, any of the units they've got. So that's that's a really interesting one because all of the assault intercessors have jump packs or it's in scepters. So he must be flying solo, which is pretty crazy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they run that one. We then have Imperial Knights. Again, only five players because they've really dropped off since they got you know hit several times i'm sure people are very happy as imperial knights make people sad sometimes as do chaos knights uh because it is very much a stat check i love running knights just because they're fun um but i totally get the the stat check side of things and the fact the matchup can feel a bit one-sided i hate it when playing imperial knights and i do pair into something that i know i can win just by existing because they can't kill me um Things like Grey Knights are a particularly bad matchup when, you know, earlier on before points, massive points changes that meant that Grey Knights should be able to win just purely by being able to outscore, but they can't really kill them. Uh, we then have one Death Watch player and one GSC. GSC, obviously, post their changes have been deemed too difficult to play again. So if they're not... Um, one that people are as interested in running because they just aren't that straightforward army to play, uh, where it was, you know, take a million neophytes and just keep coming back and just annoy the crap out of your opponent for the entire game. Um, so the main main things that's good is there's a huge distribution. It is only two factions that are close to 10%. Space Marines are back to their relative sort of 7 to 10%. Um, if you may include the uh, Blood Angels, Dark Angels, uh, Black Templars, and Space Wolves, um, they, they are sort of a good 15 to 20% of the meta, I think. Because, yeah. So they're back, it's back to more of a, a normal distribution of factions. Uh, Admech, I'm honestly surprised are quite high just purely because uh no one really thinks to rate very highly of their uh, codex in itself so that one's quite surprised and yeah I... <laughs> nothing else really at the top end that out of the necrons eldar space marines world eaters csm tyranids i suppose is a bit more surprising but i guess they're popular they've got new models um and then the death guard and the orcs those ones don't surprise me at all in terms of popularity uh necrons have obviously been in quite well with the canoptic court and then the i mean mostly the hyper phase one just or hyper crypt or whatever it's called the 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 uppy downy basically gray knights for necrons detachment i think is really fun um possibly not fun to play against i don't know haven't faced it yet but it does look interesting just in terms of being something a bit different whereas the canoptic court just feels like a shift from we've traded lich guard for wraiths um which is a bit of a shame um that it's just more of the same unkillable nonsense but we'll see how we do um so i i'm fairly certain probably again it is going to be one of those factions, really, that's probably going to win. Necrons, Eldar, um, World Eaters, um, CSM, probably. Possibly Orcs. Um, again, there there aren't as many big names, as it were, at this event. 
than I as I expected. Uh, so you've got Vic Vijay, you've got David Gaylard, you've got Manny Chima, you've got Nassim. Um, there are a couple of players that are also from world teams. Uh, so there is um, a Team Island player and a Team Iceland player. I think there might be more than, you know. Uh, so I, Stefansson, I'm not going to try and pronounce the first name from Team Iceland. He obviously is probably going to do pretty well. Um, and then Joseph Musgrave. There's also Innes as well. Um, will obviously probably do fairly well. Um, so they're two that kind of, um, and then Tony Chu as well from Team England. So there are a few others um, that obviously are probably going to do quite well. Um, Vic Vijay is still on the cast Space Marines as well. So the top factions are being run by top players. It's unsurprisingly. Um, pretty much they've all got one except I guess Nassim being the outlier and running guard who are not placing as high as some of the others but I guess someone's had probably enough practice to know the pitfalls and ways in which to get round that as a as a problem um I again yeah just uh, I don't know who else I expect to see I guess uh, there's no None of Vanguard tactics in terms of Stephen Box, Jake Harding, Mike Costello, uh, Mike Porter. So it's none of those guys. So I don't think we're going to win <laughs> by, by comparison suddenly because there's less, less of uh, those guys around um, purely because I am. Um, oh, Malik as well. He's a. a I'm sure he's another one. Yes, he's diced down Malik. So he's probably quite good. Um, I'm still not expecting to do well so in terms of my expectations for the event i'm sort of looking hopefully my my dream is to go three and two to actually have a positive result i think again pairing dependent it is possible because if i hit um round one i think is probably going to be the hardest round uh, mostly because depends on what i pair into um it's dawn of war the long board edge so that's always a challenge if i pair in something like world eaters um there's a lot more firing angles on that one than some of the others so if i pair into guard i could just get picked off the table before i even get to move especially if it's in the seams list like manticores um i might just die before i do anything um so that one could be an interesting one um demons is what i paired into at lgt for this mission um so i think something that's low shooting i might be okay space wolves again particularly the storm lance is going to be a challenge um although i have some really good screening units because again as as i I sort of played around a few other lists and then i tried out scary's list which is the double beast pack triple cabalite warriors triple venom triple talos triple mandrakes triple scourge um yurian rakarth that i think is everything so it's always it's all standardly teched out with all the special weapons uh dark lances and the scourge so there's the beast pack that are really good with their scouts so they could screen potentially and also you've got infiltrate on the mandrakes although mandrakes are really good for scoring so trying to keep them alive live is quite useful i do have the potential to screen quite a lot unless their whole army has fly and then i'm screwed so it'll be interesting to see what i pair into because that's going to massively shift how I play the game. The Scourge have the advantage of move, shoot, move. Obviously, if I hit 
Chaos Knights. That's going to be quite challenging because I can't hide and they have a lot of indirect shooting that hits on threes, that wounds. I think it's strength five on threes. Um, and I think it's AP zero, so I guess I would have a three-up cover save with most stuff. So there's some survivability. It's how quickly I can kill them. If I get turn one and can see stuff, the scourges will, you know, probably pick up a small knight. Um, possibly, you know, if I go hot, pick up two, even maybe three, if I get insanely lucky um, with the re-rolls to hit, wounding on threes. Hopefully um, they don't make too many invulns if I do shoot one and it survives I'll target a different one because there's no point shooting into a four up inbound um, repeatedly. The Talos are very good into them if they make it to them uh, just that anti-vehicle four plus dev three wounds just you know if one squad hits and wounds every time with re-rolls to hit and twin linked that's a dead knight um, so there are there is potential um, just unfortunately the rest of my list is wounding on sixes pretty much unanimously whether that's in combat or shooting um so yeah outside of the dark lancers and talos yeah there's not much that hurts them i guess it's really good at killing the nurglings i guess a lot of flamers um uh, although all of the anti-infantry weapons which is again something that makes me sad about Drakari, is that the poison weapons don't work against anything that's not infantry so Poison in ninth edition used to work against everything but vehicles. I'm sort of glad it doesn't work against monsters because winning Bellacron threes would be hilariously fun. Um, but it would be nice if it worked against beasts, swarm, and mounted uh, to an extent um, because it's really hard to kill bikes um, if you've got to split the shots because you're winning on fives even with volume. They've got a three-up save generally, um, or better, um, and it's at least fives against things like uh, Squig Hog Boys, doing them on sixes with a lot of shots, um, and they'll probably have cover, so they're getting a three-up save against AP zero. Damage one, five-up feel no pain, yay, probably going to kill two Squig Hog Boys um, with an entire activation of all of the splinter weapons. Um, so that's that's less fun, but I think... My ideal pairing for round one would possibly be Custodes, just because, again, list-dependent. Aside from the Venatari, they're not that quick. Um, World Eaters, I have beaten with Drakari. Um, I went first and Angron died turn one. That made the game a lot easier. Um, it, I did commit the Mandrakes to screening, and then because I had first turned the beast pack i only had one beast pack squad in that um variation of the list and i just screened and kept them in their deployment for a turn and a bit which meant that i could just shoot the crap out of them and that really helped to soften them up so that when they did hit the blow wasn't as heavy as it could have been angron did come back angron did die again um so that, that was nice but um, I think Necrons are the ones that I really don't want to face round one, mostly because I haven't experienced the new Codex, so that's a complete unknown um, for me. Imperial Knights, I think, again, I haven't looked at the Imperial Knight lists, but I think I would quite like that pairing, almost, um, because I can hopefully hide enough that I don't lose anything turn one, 
they'll move forward and then I can just pick knights off with the scourges um, and the talos you know aside from their feel no pain could quite happily pull down a big knight my only issue is that my warlord is one of the beast pack um, so that would be bad um, because they, they'll be able to quite quickly kill a beast pack um, and that would mean that I give them a five up no pain which would would be uh hard um tower again i think would be incredibly hard um round one just because of the closeness and their particularly the crisis units being able to move 18 with the buffs and the shenanigans would make life really difficult there so i think yeah i think round one is going to be is not one i'm expecting to win i don't think just purely um, my experience, I haven't played enough, <laughs> shockingly, I haven't played enough games going into the event. I've done about seven or eight with Jokari. I've lost a couple, um, which, again, always the most useful games are the ones you lose. If you win everything, you never learn anything. Um, unless you just always win, then you're probably fine. But in terms of preparing for an event, playing on a train, and if you win on it, you don't consider you don't see where pitfalls are as easily um, because you've won, especially if it's a overwhelming victory. It's very hard to be analytical. Whereas if you lose and you don't just blame the dice, as we always say, you, it's a lot easier to think about misplays of positioning, deployment, everything else, which is probably what I'm going to be sat on TTS doing because um, I have the joy of waiting up for a cat till half one to give it uh, medicine. Um, which is good. Cats on the mend. Hurrah. Um, but, you know, it's good time-filling activity when you haven't got anything to paint. Well, you can't be bothered to paint anything. I've got lots I could paint. Um, but, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the event, uh, primarily because we get to go to Warhammer World, uh, which is always fun. There's several of us going. We've got a house nearby, so that's quite useful. So it's hopefully not going to be too much of a trek to get there, as long as... The pictures don't lie, and the house is as it appears. Um, it's not something completely different. Um, I don't know what I'd really like. I'd like to play. Um, I'd quite like to play against sort of Vic Vijay, Manny, that sort of lot, just for the experience. I, I, I think I will be utterly slaughtered currently with the Chikari list, but I think it'd be a good learning experience in us as well, and all sort of those people. Um, just for experience but yeah i think custode who i never do well again at tournaments i think custodes would be the one that i would quite fancy my chances just because they don't have the indirect i've got a lot of stuff to screen um also the tyranids that aren't a million models i might do quite well against um or just you know for standard consistency a non-triple whirlwind space marine list would be nice because um, uh, Drakari are quite good at killing standard space marines. Um, Terminators they struggle a bit more with because you have armor contempt and you have uh, cover, which means that um, you know even the dark lances three up save, which is a challenge. Um, and then everything else in my army is it's a two up save, so it's yeah it's quite a quite a challenge to kill them unless you're like Matt. And fail all of your inbound saves for most of the game but yeah so next uh week um 
after we come back from uh, Nottingham, we are going to be joined. Um, Simone will be back and we'll be joined by Reaper Wargaming. Uh, so a couple of those guys are coming along to the event. Uh, Fulvio and um, David are going to join us uh, for the podcast, hopefully, um, just to talk through what happened at Nottingham. Um, they're also, we're really lucky, they're uh, uh, joining us in the uh, house as well so that's quite cool so we were almost tempted to do a uh, friday night drunk podcast but i can't be bothered to lug stuff with me and um incoherent ramblings um probably not the best idea um and also just by the end of saturday going to be knackered and not really wanting to record an episode i guess as well um i am quite impressed i've managed to talk to myself for, for nearly 50 minutes it's always quite an achievement um so yeah looking forward to that again um we have an event on the 25th of february um details are on discord disco details are on our facebook page uh we are already um half filled as an event so there is only a month and a half to go till the event itself so it'd be really great to see people there again for people to come along and join um if they haven't been before it's always a really friendly um atmosphere we have myself as a dedicated judge again so it really helps in terms of consistency. It's a really great location with loads of car parking space, which is always useful. And price support from Chaos Cars, Element Games, which again, always appreciated. Always nice to be able to give, you know, out prizes uh, for people. And of course, the coveted wooden spoon will also be there itself. So i uh, just going to close it out and say, um, if you've listened to my ramblings, thank you. Um, and... Uh, We'll uh, speak to you again soon. Cheers.